From the Financial Times in London, I'm Chris Nuttall and this is FT News. U.S. political leaders have reacted with anger to an EU decision to hit Apple with a record-breaking 13 billion euro tax penalty, with one politician describing it as a cheap money grab by the European Commission. Here with me to discuss the ruling is our Brussels bureau chief, Alex Barker. Hello, Alex. Hello. First of all, can you outline exactly what the ruling said and why Apple was given such a huge tax penalty? Well, this is what they call a state aid decision. You know, the European Commission, which is the executive arm of the EU, is empowered to control the use of state money to support companies. And here they said, after an investigation that ran for more than two years, that uh, tax ruling between Ireland and Apple effectively provided a kind of haven for Apple to sidestep taxes and that that had been illegal support, and as a result, Apple would need to pay back up to $13 billion in unpaid tax plus interest. And Apple and US officials say it's unfair to impose such retrospective charges. I think this goes back as far as 2003. How would EU officials respond to that? State aid investigations of this kind are always retrospective. That is standard practice here. They don't see this as retrospectively changing the law, but looking at how Ireland implemented it. And their argument is that this effectively offered a kind of subsidy to Apple and allowed them through uh, what they allege is an artificial structure to pay tax of as little as 0.05% in some years on their European sales. Apple dispute those numbers and say this is taking a kind of partial look at the situation that their value was created in Cupertino in America and that this is a kind of rewriting of history in a situation where the government, the Irish government, has said they don't want an extra penny of tax from them. We've seen other countries within the EU, other than Ireland, I think Luxembourg is maybe a case, who've been offering favourable tax terms to companies to try and encourage investment. What do you see as the implications for other possible cases? The European Commission started on this kind of tax clampdown two or three years ago, and Luxembourg is really at the heart of this. They, much more than Ireland actually, have relied on a system of what they call tax rulings. These are secret letters to companies offering a binding interpretation of how they would be taxed. And Luxembourg threw out thousands of these rulings to companies like Amazon that are under investigation, and many of them leaked recently. The European Commission is methodically going through some of these. At the moment, it's been relatively conservative in terms of opening other investigations and cases. It's almost a kind of one-in-one-out process where they have reached decisions on Fiat, on Starbucks, Apple, Amazon is probably looming quite soon, and they're slowly opening other investigations into McDonald's, for instance, recently. So Margrethe Vestager, who's the EU Competition Commissioner, said that she will continue opening cases. They may be from Irish-based companies. Microsoft, for instance, there's been some speculation around that. Or in Luxembourg, from other companies that have benefited from tax rulings, which the European Commission see as having given undue advantage to companies. I guess in the past we've seen a lot of competition issues dealt with, with Microsoft, Intel, latterly Google, but now the focus is very much on tax, it seems. Can you put this in perspective in terms of corporate penalties that the European Commission has been levying? This is a different order of magnitude. State aid used to be a kind of backwater for the Commission for decades. It was seen as the kind of ugly duckling of competition enforcement. There was very little recovered 
I mean, some of the biggest orders to repay illegal aid ran to maybe a billion, 1.3 billion. It involved things like German race tracks and some energy cases. The 13 billion is just a different order of magnitude. And it comes because Apple is a different order of magnitude of company. These are big, big numbers that they're dealing with. And it would have been very difficult for the commission to go after this line of inquiry and end up with a very small number. On the antitrust side, over the Microsoft cases, the Intel cases, that was the more glamorous end of competition enforcement in Brussels. And there you, again, would see fines at most around a billion. For some cartels more recently, we've seen fines of two, three billion. So 13 is just huge. And it really will transform how Brussels sees itself and this kind of state aid enforcement, whether it succeeds in court or not. Apple says it's done nothing wrong, of course, and it will appeal and expects to win. How lengthy an appeals process is this likely to be? Apple will be appealing to Europe's highest courts, but it tends to be a very long process. It can take up to five years for this to fully play out. The court has overturned in the past some controversial EU decisions in competition areas, but it tends to tack towards the Commission as an institution. It would be a big, big shock for the whole thing to be overturned. In the meantime, of course, this is a legally binding decision. So Apple needs to pay Ireland. Ireland plans to put the money into an escrow account. But there's going to be a lot of politics around whether that $13 billion should be spent or pay down debts and whatever. And of course, in the meantime, Ireland would also be expected, as other European countries will be, to implement the principles that were outlined in that decision. So Ireland and Luxembourg and the Netherlands and other countries that have issued tax rulings that might be similar to the one that Apple relied on would be expected to go back, scrub those, ensure they comply with the law and maybe talk to the companies about readjustments. And more immediately, of course, we have this political row, particularly between the US and the EU, about levying such a penalty against Apple. What kind of consequences do you foresee in terms of trade ties with the US, perhaps, or debates over taxation issues? Well, there really has been a quite furious reaction in D.C. State aid is very little understood, even in Europe. So it's not surprising that this kind of irritation at what some politicians, you said, called a money-grabbing exercise from Brussels. How that actually plays out in terms of concrete effects, either on trade or investment or political retaliation is much more unclear at this point. The US-EU trade talks were already in pretty dire straits. So this could be one more reason for those talks to die of death in coming months. But there's a lot of other bigger problems it's facing on a political level in Europe. There may be retaliation from the US, potentially to tax European companies, impose double taxation. But that's a pretty big stick to wield. And it's not clear whether this would be enough to force the US to use that kind of weapon for the first time. Otherwise, in terms of investment, there could well be a kind of chilling effect on other U.S. companies looking to invest in Europe and a bit more wary about the kind of assurances they would be getting from national governments on their tax treatment when looking over their shoulder will be a relatively active European Commission with quite an aggressive approach to tax avoidance. Well, plenty of issues to tax Brussels and U.S. companies, if you'll excuse the pun. Alex Barker in Brussels, thank you very much. Thank you.